0: like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg. On CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, as usual, Lionel Makokutlela. Welcome Lions. Sebbona
1: Gary. Siabona to all our podcasters and our guests today.
0: Today's show is about Bitcoin. Hmm. And uh, Lions, do you know that Bitcoin investors are making an absolute killing And many have become dollar millionaires over the last few years. This is just incredible. Uh, How did I miss that? Yeah, I think we all did. Listen to this line. Seven years ago, the value of a single Bitcoin was worth a few cents. Today, one Bitcoin equals 50,000 Rand. Jeez. Yeah. If you bought, and here's a better one. If you bought 50 Rand's of Bitcoin seven years ago, you'd be 58 million Rand richer. (gasps) Oh, wow. I mean, it sounds absurd, but it's absolutely Jeez. true. Yeah, 50 wow. rand seven years ago would make you 58 million rand richer. Amazing. Where have we
1: been? Amazing. I don't know. Where
0: uh, have I been living? Yeah, uh, The question is, where have we all been during the cryptocurrency boom? And uh, what tree have we been sleeping under while all this has been happening <laughs> and people have been cashing in? Crazy. So what I've done is uh, I've invited a lass who is an attorney. Her name is Catherine Mitchell. She's with Fasken Martineau, one of Johannesburg's largest law firms, and uh, her final research paper for her LLB focused on Bitcoin and the impact that virtual currency could have on our on mon- monetary policy. So today she is our Bitcoin specialist, our Bitcoin girl. <laughs> yeah, was hi so. Gary. <laughs> hello, some of you, yeah, hello. To, welcome to you, Catherine. You're that our Bitcoin a, girl for the day. Yeah, that
1: yeah. was an amazing intro.
0: Some of the questions we're going to be answering today have been posted by members of our collaborative partner, Legal Talk South Africa, on its Facebook page. And uh, as we all know, they have a membership of over now 132,000 and growing by the day. Let me give you some examples, if I may, of questions that have been posted on on Legal Talk's Facebook page about Bitcoin. Letitia posted a few days ago. She says, is there maybe someone who has knowledge of Bitcoin? Tanya and Harold posted, what is Bitcoin? Is it legal? And Alistair posted, is it illegal to buy our own Bitcoins in South Africa? So it's very clear that uh, to a lot of South Africans, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies generally are like Greek to them. Δεν έχω καμία ιδέα, είναι σαν τα ελληνικά μου. Είναι η πιο σύνθετη έννοια που είχα ποτέ να ασχοληθεί με. Είμαι τόσο ευτυχής ότι πρόκειται να μάθουν σήμερα τι είναι όλα αυτό και θα ήθελα να ευχαριστήσω τον. Γάρι και Κάθριν για αυτό. Anyway, we hope that the Greek was helpful. <laughs> that was a lot of Greek. <laughs> At least, no, we all know what's going on, uh, or don't we? But uh, hang on, we'll bring in uh, Catherine Mitchell. She has a bi- uh, in addition to doing having done her thesis, whatever, on Bitcoin, she has a bachelor's degree in English. So maybe she can explain Bitcoin in a language we all understand. Another big welcome to you.
1: Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Lionel.
0: Our Facebook page the laws of life with Gary Hertzberg won't you have a look and give us a little like if you like Lion do you want to give the Twitter handle oh
1: yes our Twitter handle it's at Hertzlaw H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W and do uh Give us any comments insofar as the topics that you would like us to actually have on the show and we'll make it upon that we find a specialist to
0: come and really answer your questions. I anyway. think it's only fair today to offer a disclaimer to Catherine and possibly myself uh, to record that any views that we express, and especially Catherine, on today's show is really for entertainment purposes and please, if you do want to go out and buy Bitcoin or don't, uh, just seek your own professional advice before doing so and don't rely on what we say today because it's kind of maybe out of context and it's done just for um, entertainment purposes. So that's for you, Catherine, to protect you as well. Catherine's a young lawyer in Johannesburg. We've got to look after her. Um, the, the the aspect, we, we've positioned the show, Catherine, Bitcoin for Learners. And the reason is because You know, uh, a lot of us, very, very intelligent people, and uh, I have many friends who are you know, all kinds of professional people, know nothing. When I say nothing, they know nothing about Bitcoin. And when I raise it with them, they say, you know, what is it? So uh, please, will you explain it to us today as though you were telling my six-year-old son so that he'll understand it? So let's go simple on this one. What is Bitcoin?
1: Sure, absolutely, Gary. Um, I think... The best place to start is what with what an actual coin is. And a coin is essentially just a string of code which exists on the internet. Um but that's not very useful mm. for a 6-year-old boy.
0: Compare it with cash and tell us how yeah. How... Well,
1: so a, a Bitcoin is a is a representation of a certain amount of cash, but we'll get onto that later. Yes. I think the best way to start Describing it is, um, according to an article that I read on this website called CoinDesk, which is a very useful, um, site if you want to learn about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Cool. So basically I want you to picture that I have an apple in my hand and I give you, I give you the apple. Now it's pretty obvious that I don't have an apple and you have an apple. Yes. We don't need, we don't need Lionel to come and tell us that this Apple has, in fact, changed hands and he doesn't need to verify the transaction. The physical nature of the transaction represents and speaks for itself. Yeah. However, if we lived in a world, and I don't know how familiar you are with computer games, if you, if you have a six-year-old yeah, well, son. Yeah,
0: I, I kind of do, yes.
1: So let's say you were in Mario Kart mm. and you had an Apple. And I wanted to give it to someone else playing Mario Kart who also had, who wanted this digital Apple. But they were playing in America and I was playing in South Africa. Obviously... The physical transfer is not visible to everyone in uh, you know it's not it's not a physical transaction it's a digital transaction, yeah. so it's only really visible to me because I see that my Apple has gone away, and my opponent in America sees that they have been credited in apple yeah. so basically, you need a third party to verify that this has happened, and in the case of Mario Kart, it would be the game mm. the game manager so that's. Without getting too technical, that's basically a way the game verifies that I haven't given my apple to my opponent in America and I've also given it to my opponent in South Africa.
0: Okay, so let's ask you this question. Yes. You, I want to give you something on the internet. Yeah. Make it simple. Yeah. It's called digitally, right? Yes. Instead of handing the apple to you or money to you in your hand, I want to send you something through the internet. Absolutely. And I want to pay you for it. Yes. Okay. The way to do it is to pay either. We've been doing it through EFTs and all the rest. Yeah, through a bank. Through a bank. Yeah. But I don't want to use a bank. Yes. I want to use a coin called a Bitcoin.
1: Exactly. Okay. So what Bitcoin does, it eliminates that third party. It eliminates the bank. It eliminates Mario Kart having to tell you yes. that this transaction has, in fact, happened. And how it does this is it basically calls on all the computers. So basic, if we're using the Mario Kart example still, all the players in Mario Kart who are using their computers to play the game to look at this transaction and say, yes, it has, in fact, occurred.
0: Okay, so there are 100 people yes. that are presently involved in a certain game. Yes. And we want to exchange things between us. Yes. And pay for it. To, do we want to pay for it, or we just want to exchange it?
1: Well, they, do you mean pay for the exchange itself? Yes. Yes. No, we don't have to pay for the exchange. Okay,
0: so we're just exchanging. Yes. But we need someone to verify yes. that that exchange is happening. Yeah. Who's verifying it?
1: So, in the Bitcoin example, yes. it's every, it's all the, it's the hundred people, it's everybody who's in what's called the network. Mm-hmm. Yes. So everyone who's linked up to the network has a job, mm-hmm. and their job is to verify that these transactions has happened.
0: Okay. Have happened. So there are a hundred people that have noted that there's been an exchange of an Apple between me and someone in the US. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move away from the Apple. Yes. And let's talk about the exchange of money. Okay. Okay.
1: As In the form of a Bitcoin? Yes. Okay. So what happens is every computer, and stop me if I'm getting too technical okay. here, Okay. Um, But there are a lot of computers who are participating in the Bitcoin network. So that basically means that if you download this program, your computer reserves a little piece of its computer processing power to operate this Bitcoin program in the background. So you can carry on doing your thing. But you just have this little piece that's doing the work of verifying various transactions. Okay, so
0: let's start slowly. I want to load money into my account. Okay. Yes, and I want to pay somebody for something. Okay. And it's not going through a bank. Yes. So I go and load. What's the amount I'm going to load? It doesn't matter. Yeah, well,
1: if you wanted to buy a whole Bitcoin, as you said, it would be 55,000 rand. So maybe go with a little bit of a
0: Bitcoin. Okay. So I've I've got 10,000 rand. Okay. I go and I load it. Onto what they call a, pl- a Bitcoin platform. Or
1: a wallet. Or a wallet. Yeah.
0: There yeah. goes my money. Yeah. Into that.
1: And out yeah. pops your Bitcoin. So that happens through these. Th- it's
0: part of a Bitcoin. It's yes, not the full yes, bit. Yes. So yeah. let's assume I put 55,000 in to get one whole Bitcoin. Yes. Okay. There are thousands, millions of people around the world that know and see that I'm acquiring that Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Do they, do they actually see it?
1: Well, they don't see that you personally are acquiring They the see Bitcoin.
0: my number yes. as acquired. It. So I yeah. get a password number. Yes, you
1: get a private key. Private
0: key. Yeah. So I'm Gary and my private key is 123 and yeah. I've loaded 55,000, which is one Bitcoin. Yeah. Now I want to do things with that money. So then yeah.
1: you would go to a person who accepts Bitcoin. Yes. As a medium of exchange. Yes. And you'll say, I'm going to give you point." three bits of my Bitcoin and then what gets recorded in the network is it's your private key, which no one knows what that private key is, plus their public key is recorded and then, so the transaction is sort of recorded into their account.
0: How do how does it happen that I can't mislead people and pay, use my one Bitcoin to pay 20 different people?
1: Because of because of all the nodes in the network who yeah. are operating to verify this. So this is where it gets very technical and yeah. and
0: Let's keep difficult. it te- technical but simple. Yeah. Okay. So so you see, as as someone who's on the platform as well or in the wallet, whatever yeah. you call it, you see that I'm going to pay someone a part or 55,000 rand. Is okay. that, you so, see it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. let's keep it simple and say one Bitcoin. You go, yeah. you spend your one Bitcoin. Yeah. Then... All the nodes in the network scan the network yes. via this computer program and with a technical process, but we'll skip over that and say, okay, we can, we can see that this private key that is linked to this one Bitcoin has only been spent one time
0: mm-hmm.
1: before it got converted into the next
0: block. Okay. Fine. So they see that I can only pay one person. Yes. And they can see I've paid one person.
1: And if they, yes. if they see that you in fact did dupe the system. Yes. And you paid two, they will only accept the nodes. The computer program is designed to only accept one transaction as the correct transaction.
0: So this is so interesting. There's no bank managers. There's no one around. The no. only people that are monitoring me are other people like me. Yeah. It's, it's one another monitoring one another. Yeah. So at any one time, there's thousands, millions, whatever people monitoring one another. Yeah. How is that Bitcoin growing in value? That's what we want to find out. How has it gone from cents to millions?
1: So obviously when it was first launched in 2008, yeah. it was launched completely secretly by surprise. There was no hype. There was no build up. There was nothing. So it, it sort of had to take hold in the very geeky Uh, It was called cypherpunk Mm. world where people Mm. were anarchists and they wanted to do away with central banks. But then as the power of the technology began to show become obvious, then people basically started speculating on the coin as they would with stocks. Mm. And that's what's driving the price up is the the speculative bubble that as you said people get very excited about the fact that if you had bought bitcoin in 2008 can i just stop for an anecdote here in 2008 there were people who were early adopters of bitcoin and were very passionate about it and they saw it as this revolution so there was something called the bitcoin tap which was basically just a guy who was generating bitcoins um, which we haven't really discussed, but maybe we'll discuss it later. And he just wanted people to use them. So mm. he was giving them away for free in the tap. And you could go to this website, the Bitcoin tap, and just help yourself to some Bitcoin from there. Whole Bitcoin.
0: Genuine, genuine Bitcoin. Genuine,
1: whole Bitcoin. That people
0: acquired for nothing.
1: Yeah, you just went to the Bitcoin tap. And today tap. They
0: worth they're worth whatever they were. What is a Bitcoin worth today, 2000 uh, something dollars. No, but no, more, four thousand no. two hundred million. maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so so when the Bitcoin started out, it was worth cents. It was worth nothing. It was worth nothing. It was worth absolutely nothing. And then it became nothing. worth cents, and then it became worth a few dollars. Yeah. And now it's thousands of dollars. Yes. And what has driven that price up is people speculating on, on the growth of this and, and how many people are going to use this. Yes. Yeah.
1: And And betting on the technology that underpins Bitcoin.
0: The... How did it start? The, the, I mean, I know there's some Japanese man who's credited. I think he is. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it's it was um, launched after the 2008 financial crisis, and this chap called Satoshi Nakamoto published uh, a white paper, mm. which has now become a very buzzwordy thing in the crypto world. But basically, in this white paper, he explains the system for decentralized trust, which we've just been discussing with the apples, and then he starts. He says that, and then here's the program that you can download to to um, participate in the network.
0: Do they know? Do they know who this person is?
1: Absolutely is not. He's a total oh. mystery. Yeah. No one knows who he is. Um, mm. There have been various attempts at exposes. At one point, they thought it was this chap called Darian Nakamoto who lived in Silicon Valley and was a programmer. Mm. And I think I think he's particularly mysterious because he he demonstrates a very thorough knowledge of very diverse range of topics, economics, cryptography, computer programming. Mm. So there are not a lot of people who have the skill to do this. So a a popular theory is that it's, in fact, a group of coders who've come together to do it.
0: So there is because it's what we call a decentralized currency, uh, um, it means there's no bank or government or anything that's monitoring this. It's just kind of – it's people – on yes. the internet, really, who, who yeah, looking after this whole thing, yeah,
1: so I mean,
0: it sounds crazy that it could possibly collapse tomorrow or, or well
1: it's so it's not regulated in any sort of sense that we understand, yeah. not by a government authority or anything like that, but there is this organization called the Bitcoin Foundation, which is led by a couple of um very fanatical Bitcoin programmers, and they basically look after the infrastructure, so they don't interfere. I don't think they have the power to interfere with the way the code is set up, but they do um, look after any bugs that might occur in the program Mm.
0: and that kind of thing. Didn't Bitcoin kind of start off having a bad reputation for being a criminal currency?
1: It absolutely did. Tell us a bit about
0: that. Because
1: of the anonymity of Bitcoin, it was obviously a very popular medium of exchange for criminals. And it was popular on the dark web and now I don't know how much you know no, about.
0: Talk it. to us about the Silk Road and the dark okay. web. What goes on there? Yeah. So the
1: dark web is basically this, um, underlayer of the internet, which Google and all your traditional internet browsers sort of filter out for you. Mm. And, but in the dark web, all those filters don't exist. And so Silk Road was a, Website that was established by this man who went by the name of Dread Pirate Roberts and Dread Pirate Roberts established the Silk Road. And on the Silk Road, you had access to drugs, prostitutes. And that's basically what it started out as
0: for which you could pay
1: Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Yes. And Silk Road was like set up like Amazon. Their user reviews, you know, product product reviews. You could review your drug dealer and say that he was very efficient, but you know, the quality of the product wasn't so good, etc. So it was, it was really like an alternative marketplace and very sophisticated.
0: When I bought something on the Silk Road uh, website, did they, through Bitcoin, did they know who I was? No. It's all, it's built, it's bought on my password number. Yes. Yeah. That no one knows? Yes. Well, they don't know who, they know yeah. it exists, yeah. but they don't know who's behind it. Absolutely. So that's why it was freely, people were dealing freely yes. on the dark web.
1: Because they yeah. you suddenly eliminated the need for cash. Yeah. And Silk Road basically acted like an escrow. So you would pay your Bitcoin to the Silk Road, to Dread Pirate Roberts, who mm. would hold the money until he had confirmation that you'd received your goods. And then he would release the money to the criminal on the other end. And so when Dread Pirate Roberts, who was actually this chap called Ross Ulbricht, was eventually arrested, Mm. he was arrested with what is thought to be the biggest stash of Bitcoin in the world at that time.
0: That stash is held in this personal account of his with that number he has. How does he he cash in? How do you cash that money in?
1: So you would go to a Bitcoin exchange, of which plenty exist, Mm. and you would... Go to the, and it's, it's a free market. I say, I've got a Bitcoin. Who's prepared to pay how much for it? Mm -hmm. And that's why the price is so volatile.
0: And how do they pay you?
1: They pay you in cash. So that's where your anonymity can be.
0: But when you say they pay me in cash, what do they do? A bank transfer? How do, how do I ultimately get my money once I've cashed in?
1: Well, it goes through the exchange. So you, you place your, your Bitcoin on the exchange. Mm. Then the other person will pay the exchange, and the exchange will pay you, and then that's how the cycle works.
0: The exchange pays me in what in what way? Well, let me ask you this simple question: I want to buy a Microsoft proj- uh, product. Yes. I know I can buy it with using a Bitcoin. Yes. So they, I pay them by Bitcoin. How does how does Microsoft get the cash, the actual rands or the dollars?
1: Well, they won't unless they go to an exchange to trade it in for cash. So uh,
0: yeah, so they ultimately they do get currency. They you do get, can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they you, are you saying that some of these um, retailers are sitting on on multitudes of bitcoin without cashing in?
1: It's possible. It depends on what your philosophy on bitcoin is and again, not to get too technical and too deep, but if you think it is a currency and you think it's going to have value as a currency, mm. you aren't going to trade it in.
0: Well, you may want to trade in part of it yes. and hold yes. some of it. Yeah. The list of companies who accept Bitcoins is quite interesting. Uh, I know that uh, Bill Gates is 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 very much in favor of Bitcoin, and he says Bitcoin's a better currency than the normal currency. Is yeah. That, yeah. You've read that as well? I Absolutely. Think. Yeah So I know Microsoft's accepting it uh, Virgin Galactic um, Richard Branson's a huge supporter Of uh, blockchain technology And uh, he says you can You can book a flight uh, On Virgin Galactic And they'll accept bitcoins Interesting and Yeah
1: I mean it, uh, these, It's these um, entrepreneurs and, revel- and visionaries But then it's also Pick and pay in Cape Town Who's also accepting bitcoins Are they really? Yeah
0: Wow ah, Interesting but so explain that. How do how would that work for our South African listeners?
1: So, actually, I haven't used the, that pick and pay, so oh. I can't say with any certainty. But mm. um you would have an app on your phone mm. that, when you went and swiped, you would it would deduct a certain value of Bitcoin for your goods, mm. and then it would just be like a normal transaction. What I don't what I'm curious about is that I don't know how they price goods in Bitcoin mm. because. Because the Bitcoin price fluctuates so much, I, I could say that it's f- 0.5 bits today, mm. but tomorrow that might be worth triple the number of dollars or half the number of dollars. Mm. So that's, it's not really a good measure of how much something is actually worth.
0: Mm. Yes. Um it is, it is fascinating. I think mean, there's some very, very big companies that are accepting Bitcoins. WordPress.com, Subway, the people that make Samis and yeah. that. Microsoft, I said Dell Computers also. PizzaforCoins.com, really, really interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's going to spread. Why Why now? I mean, in the last short while, I think this year, and this is the seventh or eighth anniversary of Bitcoin, why is it shot up so Exponentially, What's, what is it? Is it? Someone said that Japan has accepted it and that's why Bitcoin is shooting up so high. Is that a possibility?
1: Um, it was more, my understanding was that it was in fact China. A lot of Bitcoin was extremely popular in China. And in fact, the most conversions from Bitcoin into fiat currency were happening in China. But now China has clamped down somewhat and they've said they've banned initial coin offerings, which we'll perhaps we will discuss later. Mm. And they've we'll also- discuss it now because later okay. we'll forget. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So an initial coin offering is a very popular thing that's happening in the financial world where I don't, you know, initial public offerings when you, mm. when you offer your shares to the public and you say, we're listing, please buy. And you have to publish a whole lot of things like, we have this many debts, we have this many liabilities. These are our predictions for our future earnings, et etc. So initial coin offerings are kind of analogous to this, except they 're the first offering of a crypto coin to the public. so this is a coin like a bitcoin, which is generated by a specific company
0: mm-hmm.
1: and basically, what they 're saying to you is we 're asking you to bet that our company is going to increase in value, and this coin that we 're offering you is going to increase in value. Mm. But we don't, we don't have to follow all the rules around an initial public offering and we don't have to give up any of the control of our company like you do, when you do when you sell a share. So this was very popular in China and China have said, no, this is in fact illegal because it violates all these kind of securities laws.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's, that's affected the Bitcoin price dramatically and China is also hinting that they're going to shut down the exchanges.
0: That exist I mean, in China. Th- that would affect the market, wouldn't it? The Absolutely, price, yeah. yeah, completely. Yeah. One of our legal talk people, Legal Talk South Africa, said her name's Sarki, She says, "Are bitcoins legal, or are they like pyramid schemes?"
1: That is an interesting question, and I think people think they're like pyramid schemes because of these really high, unrealistic returns that people are speaking about, mm-hmm. and a. A pyramid scheme is obviously a scheme where you take in a whole lot of money from people based on this non-existent, often, project, and then you use that money, to, and then you get money from a second round of investors, and sl- you use everyone else's money in the third and fourth rounds to yeah. pay out these returns.
0: Eventually, if, if people start stop giving, then uh, the pyramid falls down. immediately. Yeah.
1: As has happened with Bernie Madoff in the financial crisis.
0: Yes. Yeah. But There's a new movie out. I know our, our boss here, Rena Brumberg, was saying she saw it the other day. She says not to be missed. Oh, really? Well, yeah.
1: It's an interesting story, mm, Bernie. Very. Um, but Bitcoin is not like that at all because they're no they're no dividends. You're not you're not getting a payout. The payout that you're getting is when you sell the coin for more than you bought it for. So in that way, it's much more analogous to stocks. And bu- buying stocks at a low price, like people who bought stocks in Apple in the eighties. Now worth millions
0: there's, there's one guy His name is uh, Howard Marks He's the co-chairman of Oaktree Capital I mean they manage uh, billions of dollars He says that uh, it's not real Cryptocurrencies are not real And perhaps he says even a pyramid scheme And that uh, he says he's steering clear of it
1: Well that is perhaps to do with the the very shady origins of Bitcoin, because I know a lot of people are suspicious that Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever that may be, mm. is sitting on this big pile of Bitcoins and is artificially influencing the price. And that's obviously difficult to comment on. I don't think that that's true, mm. but... I, I, mean, I can't the, say that with any certainty. The
0: horrible cliche that what, comes, what goes up must come down, is that a, is that a possibility? I mean, or, or is this thing going to shoot through the roof? Are we still in time to, to get stuck in or have we missed the, the boat here?
1: My opinion, and as the disclaimer said, it's yeah, just my opinion, yeah, yeah. is that we're too late. Oh, really? That, and that's to do with a lot, of, a lot of things. But those big returns are gone now if you if you wanted to see the kind of escalation that you were talking about you really had to get in at the beginning and you had to get in when it was easy to generate and it was easy to buy and you were just along for the fun of it basically but now speculating is extremely difficult especially because the market is affected by things that we just can't control we don't know you know if uh, if china decides to shut down the exchanges it's it's not something you really have information about, you know, and especially if you're just a lay trader. You're just doing it in your spare time. Mm. It's it's as specialized as trading stocks.
0: If I do want to, despite what people are saying, be careful. If I do want to put in 1% of my worth into Bitcoin, where do I go?
1: Yeah, in South Africa, Yes, you go to an app called LUNO, L-U-N-O.
0: You're not confined to that, or are we? Well,
1: basically, in South Africa, you are. I mean, there are mm. ways of doing it, but then you have to go through a whole lot of other hoops. This is definitely the most convenient way, mm. and I'm in no way affiliated with them. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. but it's, and then you, you just fill in a whole lot of things, and you mm. put in your credit card details, and you purchase.
0: And you can. W- what's the minimum you can purchase? I'm
1: not actually sure. I would have to
0: check. Okay, so assuming I purchase 1,000 rand. Yes, and I put it away. As I said, seven years ago, if you bought fifty rand of Bitcoin, you would be fifty-eight million rand richer. It is, I mean, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. So uh, if this thing continues, and I put in a thousand now, I could be worth. I mean, it's it's crazy numbers, like winning Lotus Line. Oh, certainly, of, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you go to Luna, you fill in a whole lot of stuff, and you then own part of a Bitcoin. Yeah. You can sit on it. And yeah. hope it grows. Yep. How do I, without buying things, make it, my money, that thousand rand bigger, or do I just sit and hope that it just gets bigger b- by virtue of it growing?
1: You just have to sit. Yeah. Um, there are no sort of investment schemes yeah, you, can't, you can't,
0: Yeah, you can't invest and make it bigger. No. You can spend your money. There are places, we said, that yes. that enable you to purchase. Yeah. Why would I use a Bitcoin and not a bank? What happens if I can't get a bank facility? Could the Guptas use this, by the way?
1: Uh, Yeah, they could.
0: I mean, could they pay the salaries through this?
1: They could. Yeah. And I mean, a, a big concern is obviously exchange control.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's a
1: way of getting your money out of the country. with.
0: I mean, d- does, the, the, does the Reserve Bank know, monitor this? Or? Yes.
1: So the Reserve Bank has published a position paper, but that came out in late 2014. So it's Mm. a bit outdated now. And they, in that paper, they basically say that they're alive to the risks, but they are not going to take any regulatory steps at this stage because they don't see it as a major uh, threat to the financial stability of the country.
0: Yes. Probably still, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess they woke up late. I mean, they woke up in 2014, the Reserve Bank. If you had been investing and what the word is if you had been purchasing bitcoin yeah. 7 years ago yeah. there was no exchange control on that or was there
1: no yeah. there there wasn't at all yeah um but the reserve bank didn't wake up a lot later than any other banks around the world they all sort of started putting position papers out at around this time
0: you know what um, having listened to you this morning and done a little research It's Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Is 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 Bitcoin one of the cryptocurrencies? Is that it's the major?
1: It's the major cryptocurrency. It's the it's the it's the mother of all. How many
0: are there? The thousands. Thousands. Having listened to you, it's not that complex. Forgive me, because you've made it easy. Okay. Well, thank you. What What you're saying is, you you go and you buy and you sit on it and you use it and hope it grows, or you can purchase from certain people. And uh, it's held in your account on the internet. Yes. And there's no bank manager, and there's no one to monitor you. And you hope to God that it goes up. It goes up. Yeah. Um, but are we minimising the? I mean, is there is there like a skill, a fantastic skill that that I could acquire to to get richer?
1: Well, not when it comes to Bitcoin. I again, that's just my opinion, but I do think Bitcoin is now. Established and we're just going to see it peak and trough. Yes. Unless something dramatic changes, like everyone in the world starts accepting Bitcoin as a, as a currency. But I think this, the skill and what a lot of um, people like Richard Branson and Bill Gates are talking about Mm. are these initial coin offerings. And basically, if you can bet on the right company early enough, you are going to make a lot of money, just like the people who invested in Facebook early, just like the people who invested in Amazon early. Mm. But then, that obviously attracts a lot of criticism around. Is this just the new dot com bubble? Yes. And
0: which yeah. could cr- this could crash as well very easily? What do you think yeah. could make Bitcoin crash? What, what, what are the well, what are the dangers of this crashing? And, and for me to lose my thousand rand if I invest it?
1: I think the the very real problem, and this is a um, a sort of standard thing. And when you invest in anything it seems that the thing that the, the, the tangible thing mm. that backs up the value of Bitcoin is the fact that it's this currency and it's a medium of exchange. So basically when you're buying Bitcoin, you're, you're betting on a future and you're saying, I do believe that there's, is going to be this global future where everyone is using Bitcoin to buy and sell things. Mm. So if if that doesn't happen if that big adoption doesn't happen i don't really see where bitcoin can go aside from being the speculative tool and speculative tools have a, a knack for not lasting very long
0: Yeah i guess it it would be like buying shares in a company as well that is an unknown and I don't know what the figures are if you bought shares in Microsoft at the very beginning, day one, and what they're worth today. Maybe they were. Yeah. They can't be worth this amount of money. But Well, I think the Apple, Apple
1: shares are, are up there with this kind of return. Um, but I don't know how much you know about tulip mania that gripped the Dutch. Um, and in the tulip mania, a whole lot of Dutch people were speculating on the price of tulips and this price was escalating dramatically and it pe- turned into this total bubble. So most people are comparing the current Bitcoin prices to tulip mania because a tulip has no intrinsic value except for the fact that it's beautiful and cool.
0: Mm.
1: And a Bitcoin is also very cool.
0: I think the advice we must give people is if you're going to invest, don't invest more than you are willing or able to lose. Absolutely. Because it's a, it's very risky. Yeah. And, uh, we gotta keep in mind that the price can go down and it can pick up. Yeah. Press down pick up! Pick up, hey, hey, hey. You know. price down, pick up.
1: down price down don't be scared now your boys up in the house and bitcoins are what i scoop up you want to touch my my friend me up the street just do never be scared the market's full of bears but I'm, a I'm not
0: sure a how boy you boy pronounce boy. it joe ton do you know what that means when you're um, price down pick up. i think joe ton is a chinese slang for a marginal call or something okay and yeah with your position's uh, you know, you've got to be, just be careful. Uh, it's called, if you get caught with your pants down kind of thing, it's called being Joe Tom. <laughs> this is a great little video. If you want to have a look at it, there's some uh, elderly people that are like, have you seen it? No. That are <laughs> dancing. It's stunning. It's called price down pickup. Have a look okay, at it. Okay. that's sounds amazing. Yeah. So one is just got to be careful. I yeah. guess that's what we say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What about if you make a lot of money? Do you know that there's capital gains tax that uh, is going to have to be paid? I guess that's what's <laughs> happening in the U.S. Yeah, I so, don't think
1: that's happening here at the moment. But yeah. I, I'm no—I'm not an expert on tax at all. Yeah. So well, I suppose it's
0: a capital gain on anything, abso- and you yeah. have to disclose it, and you've got to pay on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who who cares if you're making that kind of money? Yeah, yeah. I guess lines. Uh, it's been lovely. I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's there for you to go and invest. Just you get hold of. What's the company called again? Luna. 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 Yes. Yeah. And put your money in and hope to increase it in value. And you'll learn. There's so much on the internet. If we want to have a look, is there any one particular site that you recommend or, well, that's easy for us to...
1: So, Coindesk is definitely the authority on any kind of crypto stuff. And I think they do have some useful sort of Bitcoin for beginners and cryptocurrency for beginners. Um, and the Bitcoin Foundation has some good explanatory stuff, if you are interested in that otherwise all the big newspapers sort of have a financial technology section which is interesting to follow
0: otherwise people can phone you yes (laughs) they can (laughs) yeah you'll charge them a fee because that's what you do you're an attorney nothing comes for free what firm are you at i'm at
1: Faskin martineau okay just based here in in santon yeah Excellent. Yeah.
0: We've learned a lot and enjoyed it very much. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add that I haven't covered?
1: I don't think so. I think we've been pretty thorough.
0: Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. There it is for our Legal Talk people and our Cliff Central listeners. It's uh, been Bitcoin. amazing. And it it's, been. it's, 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 yeah, it's an internet currency really without bank managers and governments to interfere.
1: Yeah.
0: I just go ahead and buy. Yeah. Excellent and invest if you want to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Catherine Mitchell. She's an attorney. And uh, you did your, what made you do a, your, was it a thesis you wrote? Or
1: Yes, it was, it was an option. We had an option to write a thesis in our final year of law school. Mm. And I got into it because I got very wrapped up in the, in the romanticness of this secret man creating this alternative anarchistic currency. Yes. And then that got me just fascinated by it.
0: For our single listeners, Catherine made $58 million. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was part of the,
1: the Bitcoin tap.
0: You shouldn't have been writing the thesis. I you know. You should have been invested. Should have What's be. wrong well with you? Yeah. Uh, we should have met you seven years ago. Many <laughs> really, thanks for your time. It's been lovely Thank you. It's and been uh, a we'll pleasure. talk to you again. Yes, to our great. listeners, you got it all in very simple terms today. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. This is CliffCentral.com. <laughs>